Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so we both had some time to watch the Jeffrey Epstein, Surviving Jeffrey Epstein a docu-series, a four-part series on Lifetime. Uh, and it was shown in two parts, two hours apiece. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And that second piece was on last night. And uh, so it's got us talking. It's got us thinking about... Um, All the players, and I don't want to say players as though they're not real human beings, because they're human beings and they have real stories. But there's people that are a part of this story that you've heard about for a long time. Uh, One of them, of course, is Jeffrey Epstein. The other one, Ghislaine Maxwell. Virginia uh, Jeffrey or Giffrey or Giffrey, as we've called her, is the... According to her, she did say it. Jeffrey. In the last episode... Yes. Jufrey. Thank you. So she's kind of the main accuser. She's the one uh, that we've seen come forward the most. She's the one that is uh, linked in uh, in the accusations to Prince Andrew, but also to Alan Dershowitz. Absolutely. And that was one of the people um, I wanted to double back to after our first conversation this morning um, or earlier in the show because... It feels like it was this morning. You know, it feels like it's been uh, a thousand years, but good for you because that's a lot of content. Anyway, um, I saw this story about Alan Dershowitz, uh, Alan Dershowitz and Virginia Roberts. Now, there's a legal case between them. There's some legal wrangling between them. That's kind of like a separate sideshow from uh, surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So this was not covered in that particular series. So if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. Somebody asked us on email, I think, how to access it. If you just Google surviving Jeffrey Epstein, you should be able to find your way to Lifetime's uh, Lifetime's website. Mm-hmm. Or if it's um, you know on your streaming service, just type in surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So watch it. You're going to get a huge, huge like lesson in this entire story. But there's this sort of offshoot because one of the people you do hear from in this uh, in this particular series is Alan Dershowitz, who was an attorney for Jeffrey Epstein. Alan Dershowitz is all, also just a famous person in his own right mm-hmm. and has been connected with all sorts of rich, powerful and dastardly beings because he's also a criminal defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Right. And a constitutional Law professor, I think mm-hmm. he's a very, um, a very well-known, connected, yes, mover shaker, big player. But according to Virginia Roberts, he's also, also someone she was sex, sex trafficked to. Mm-hmm. Alan Dershowitz, mm-hmm. and she many claims, times she claims that she, I think, like on six occasions, was trafficked to Alan Dershowitz at the behest of Jeffrey Epstein. And Alan Dershowitz has been accused of receiving sexual massages from women, um, courtesy of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, beyond just Virginia Roberts, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. And by the way, when we say Virginia Roberts, Jufre, the we kind of use those interchangeably. At the time that she was trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein, she was Virginia Roberts. Yeah, we could just say Virginia. Yeah. So Virginia, um, this like she really is a warrior as far as I'm concerned. Everything she's been through, um, but she essentially accused Alan Dershowitz of being one of the people who assaulted her. He is not standing for that and has um, tried to, you know, prove that in a court of law. Well, some new documents were unsealed in this bitter legal battle between Virginia and Alan Dershowitz. And this particular trove of documents, which at first when I saw documents revealed, what do you think I thought? Well, we were hoping that this was going to be the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell deposition that has been under lock and key exactly well it wasn't but then i was like wait what is this thing about so apparently alan dershowitz wants to show that uh virginia tried to extort les wexner long story short guy connected with jeffrey epstein who has a lot of money like one of the richest people in the world mm-hmm. he's tr- isn't he the victoria's secret guy too yes yes okay he's the he is the former head of the of victoria's secrets parent company mm-hmm. which has ties or who has ties, rather, he does, mm-hmm. to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And Correct. there's some crazy side stories about that. Yeah. Let's not get bogged down by that. No. Other than to say, Alan Dershowitz is trying to prove that Virginia Roberts Jufre tried to blackmail Les Wexner to get a bunch of money out of him. Well, side note, this trove of documents shows that um, Les Wexner was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything to say in this matter that would help your case. From the way I read it, essentially, Les Wexner's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. She did not try to extort me. But this all seems an effort on the part of Alan Dershowitz to to attack the credibility of Virginia Roberts Jufre, Mm -hmm. because, of course, the only way you can deny the attacks in the absence of proof that have been alleged against him, sexual as they are, is to destroy her character because he has no material proof, at least um, direct other than his own testimony, that would be able to, you know, prove that this did not happen, happen, right? right? He has to attack her credibility because if he can do that, that would make place doubt in the minds of people who would be deciding whether or not her story about being trafficked to Alan Dershowitz, among others, was true. I, I You said it earlier. I will say it again. Virginia Jeffrey is a warrior. Mm-hmm. She truly, I mean, this is only but one story about how she has been victimized in multiple different ways Mm -hmm. um and she shows up every single day and tells her story and what she says the turning point for her was having having a baby girl yeah yeah she had her daughter and realized that she couldn't let this happen again and that's a totally plausible thing like and again if she if what she was saying hasn't been backed up by countless literally literally tens of women hundreds of women probably that we've heard from now that's the other thing i do want to say um, because I want to say one of the lawyers or some psycho- psychology professionals in surviving Jeffrey Epstein essentially says, like, we've only heard of a fraction of the amount of women who were victimized, who were brought to this island and trafficked to many different high powered people. 
uh, who were associates of Jeffrey Epstein and don't even like many who will not come forward because they're afraid of uh, on both sides, you know, both the women who were trafficked and then there are multiple. I, I guarantee you there are men who, you know, who took part in the activities on that. Island. Not only are there victims, but there are uh, perpetrators, Perpetrators. but there are also aiders and abettors. And what I mean by that is think of all of the people and you can totally I don't want to say I approve of this, but I can understand that there would be people, let's say a driver. And in fact, you see this in uh, Filthy Rich where people are being contacted by law enforcement. They're like, I don't want to get involved, but I saw some stuff. Right. Right. Because you there's no way you couldn't see if the things that are alleged to have happened did people that were in and around Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, maze of terror would have like the people around him would have seen these things. And no doubt they did. And very obviously, it's it's hard to get those people on the record because. Rightly, they're afraid for their own personal safety, especially when you know how Jeffrey Epstein uh, manipulated um, situations such that he had dirt on people. And that's how he kept things the way he wanted them was he had he people owed him. Yeah, his whole whole reason for being was I get something on you and you'll give me something in return. Yeah. Which is how he got to where he was, both financially and in a, in a power position. And the other thing, and this is the final thing that I just want to throw out there because it just occurred to me. There was that reporter from the Miami Herald who wrote one of the earlier stories about the accusers yep. of Jeffrey Epstein, who essentially said, I've been following this case for a long time. We only became aware of it a couple years ago. Yeah. I didn't even know what a Jeffrey Epstein was. Yeah. And now you know, you know who he is, and you know all the terrible things he did, and the people who are associated with it are Prince names Andrew. that you probably know. Prince Thank Andrew you. has a lot to speak about mm-hmm. and needs to do it, mm-hmm. and I don't care that he is the son of the queen, who I think um, has done some really awesome things, the queen. Um, she needs to tell her son mm-hmm. to call the police yep. and tell them everything. And be honest about it. Be honest about it. I can just see, like, I don't want to make light of it because it's such a, like, it's real. This is real, but it's almost laughable that this human being Mm -hmm. who, even if you didn't know anything, is not willing to tell people that he doesn't know anything to their face Mm -hmm. for fear of being asked a question he doesn't know how to answer, which tells you everything you probably need to know about what he can or what he has you know, in his um, closet bag of nasty. Yeah. What skeletons he's got under the bed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, this thing happened to us a few weeks ago. We received something in the mail. It was was not seeds, my husband and me. Okay. It was not seeds from China. It was something else. Oh, I heard about those seeds from China. I know. So I didn't get seeds, but I got something else. And we didn't know why or where they came from. But now I have an answer. So if you've been receiving mysterious things in the mail, we're going to talk about it. And I'll tell you what we got, the mysterious thing, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I got something really weird in the mail. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. Yeah. 
My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, you've been hearing about these mysterious seeds that people have been getting in the mail from China, right? Yeah, this is like, this is such a weird. When I saw the story, I was like, wait a minute, what weird packages of seeds? Right? Yeah. Well, I didn't get seeds, but we did get something else. So this happened. Okay, so I'm going to take you on my journey, and then I'm going to tell you what I saw this morning that made me go, OMG, I'm okay. not alone. All right. So I'm going to say it was before you went on vacation. So yep. like how many weeks ago was that? Three weeks ago, maybe? Sure, I have no clue. I don't either. What day is it? Who knows? My husband, so it was three weeks ago. Okay, my husband sends me a text Two at work, and he goes, hey, did you order N95 masks? And I was like, absolutely not. Because my understanding was, uh, make do with what you have. Yeah. Don't get N95 masks. Those are for the first responders and the people on the front lines, yeah. right? Yep. So I was I like, I will nope. say there's some like knockoff N95. Well, I think that's what we have. Okay. Okay. So here's what had happened. So he says to me, he's like, I got this. I got a. I got a package. It was, you know, whatever. We get a lot of packages. It's just a thing. Um. He was like, so I saw, I saw it was from China. He's like, I just, I don't know. It, it had my name on it. He's like, I opened it. And he's like, it was like a three and 95 masks. And Weird. I was like, uh, that's bizarre. And he goes, I don't have any idea who sent them. And so I like started to ask people, like, did you send us masks? And people were like, no, but hey, lucky you. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I haven't even seen the darn things. My husband put them in a drawer and shut the drawer. Cause he was like, what those things sit for a while any whoosie whatsie i see this article today and i'm like oh okay then i started to hear about the mystery seeds right and the whole thing with the mystery seeds is like don't don't plant them well there was this weird thing where i think people are like oh these these evil seeds from china are gonna take over the world and they thought it was like some sort of invasive weed that was just gonna like take over yeah yeah it seemed a little too tinfoily but whatever apparently you're supposed to like call this number if you get the mysterious seeds well it turns out then then we started to hear the story that it's it's not really the seeds are not the big deal. The seeds are an inexpensive thing that uh, can be sent to you as part of a particular. I'm going to call it a scam. I There's don't know. a name for this, right? It's called brushing. Brushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was like a, a weird name. So essentially what it is. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This is a way for people who are sellers of certain things to get uh, good reviews on the Amazons. If you send a bunch of free stuff to people... 
thinking like, oh, you'll just be like, oh, I love these things. It's amazing. Right. And then you can turn around and sell your crappy thing. Presumably it's not, you know, actually legit or you would just do legit things. Exactly. So like essentially when something is sent and uh, and and um, received at the other end, it opens up an ability for a review to be written. And so what they do is they sell a bunch of, or not sell, they send a bunch of low value things just randomly to people's addresses yep. that have known profiles. And then they will be able to write their own fake review. Oh, about they get their to write thing. the fake review. Okay, or cool. somebody does. Yeah. That's the part I haven't really quite figured cool out. Close the loop on. Idea, but it's not What'd you say? I said cool, like as in, you know, do it. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. In any case, now I got these N95. So I saw this, I see this headline. Miss, this is from uh, News 8 in some other place. I mean, like it's not even in Minnesota, Tampa, Florida. Mystery masks, unsolicited face masks from China arriving in Tampa Bay mailboxes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not in Tampa Bay, but I got those mystery masks. So you should call down to KSTP. Maybe they'll do a story and you can talk about your mystery. Mask. I mean, I would love to. But here's the other thing. I don't even know if we still have the box or oh, any of that. Sure. Right. So like it happened so long ago. This was before any of this. But it did perk my ears up when I started to hear about the mystery seeds because I was like, hey, we got mystery masks. That's weird. But nobody else is talking about mystery masks. So then I just want to know from people and feel free to tweet uh, I'm at my talk, Colleen, or just send an email to the show page. Like, did you get any mystery stuff? Because then I started to pay attention on Facebook to people who were getting these mystery seeds and what was going on with them. Yeah. And the fact that like you're you're supposed to appear, you're supposed to like report it to somebody. Well, yeah, because first of all, seeds. I mean, I, I do understand being cautious. Also, why would you just start planting seeds I mean, that somebody sent you unasked for? I mean, I like, don't oh, plant I'm just going to see what these magic beans do. I no. haven't planted a seed. I mean, I'm telling okay. you. Okay. You've no. never actually done that? So I mean, not just... since elementary school. What? Okay, I was thinking you were oh. being dirty. Oh. And you just said elementary school. So you just took it in a really inappropriate direction, unknowing. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> Hey, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, and these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Mm? Well then, I guess one could say hello. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly. Over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida and sometimes other places. I don't know actually where this story took place. It doesn't really matter. Though, it don't matter. But it does involve a man mm. and uh, his family. Um, so a just man and with, his fam. A man and his fam. 
you know, old people, I shouldn't say old because I could be considered old, probably older folks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes technology is not their not their jam jam. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a stereotype. Sure. But it's also sometimes true. And I want to tell you about this man, and he is a technologically challenged uncle, and he did something <laughs> re- recently cool, because they don't tell me who he, what his okay. name is. All right. So he's just a technically technologically challenged, challenged uncle. Uncle. And okay. he did something recently in front of his entire family that'll change your life forever. Did he accidentally um, FaceTime himself enjoying the company of another person? but close really close did he accidentally facetime himself enjoying his own company okay no he didn't facetime um here's what he did do so apparently this uh all took place on a twitter video he was fumbling with his phone after um well he was trying to play a spotify playlist i think Mm mm-hmm um, or music. I don't know where. I don't know why I got Spotify, but he was trying to play music for his family. And when he played, went to go play music for his family, he accidentally porn played a porn. Dan, oh, porn, porn Dan. pornography. Oof. So, Ooh, whoopsies. <laughs> the porn showed up, and um, the red-faced relative was caught in this viral uh, Twitter video, fumbling with his phone after the dirty videos popped up on his screen. And you can hear his family members screaming in the background. In horror. Apparently, there was a woman mid-act of the sex as the uncle desperately tried to close the browser. Mm. Um, I guess they're Scottish because they said some words I can't say, but it appears that those were Scottish words. But it's written in a Scottish accent. If it's not Scottish, it's, <laughs> it's crap! crap. Anyway, can you imagine, like, ooh, family awkward, gathering, awkward, porn. just maybe uh, double check for porn before you go live. Porn check, Dan. Now I can't stop thinking. You know what I'm thinking about? What? I, well, I <laughs> don't know, but I would like you to. Yeah. That's actually what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like classically porn music. Yeah. And I'm curious about the people that compose that stuff. Yeah. If they're like, yeah, what do you do for a living? I'm a porn music composer. <laughs> right? I'm sure there it's is. It's a whole genre. Actually, you know what? Um, I do know this because I had a friend. We'll leave it at that. And he was telling me about how this business works. And <laughs> I've never heard this story before, and it is rare in the. It's true. I know you're, look, you're looking. You're looking at me like what? Because I've never heard it. We've all, we've been together almost a decade, and I've heard most of your stories, and I've never heard your porn friend story. My porn friend Dan. That um, there, and it's not really much of a story other than this person was loosely connected. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it. Hey. Um. Anyway, that you, that um. People who are very talented in their craft, and mm-hmm. I don't mean porn, I mean musicians, writers, uh, movie people, TV people, oftentimes will start their career in that industry. Or oh. This is in the old days. I don't know what it's like now. Everybody's yeah. got a camera and everybody's a star. It's just easy to break into porn. But like in the back in the day day, people would work for the porn industry in Hollywood um, because they would usually have a pseudonym. 
So like you could do legitimate work that would build your experience, Ooh. but then you didn't, you know, it wasn't tied to your... You don't have a stain on your record. So what I the, what made me think of that was when you talked about like musicians and a, a lot of like actual musicians who didn't just work in porn would, you know, ply their craft. This is the movie I want to watch. Yeah. Somebody greenlight that. Oh, I'm sure there I'm sure somebody has. I haven't seen it. I mean, what are you going well to be honest, are you going to look for that? Like I want a movie about No, porn. you're right. That's not a genre that I'm googling. <laughs> well, Although I don't know. Boogie Nights is pretty good. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, for our next story, we are going to Ontario, Canada. Yay. We're going to meet 58-year-old Davis Morris. Hi, Two Davis. last names. Always a bad sign. Yep, it is. Davis Morris uh, showed up at the bank in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada on Friday morning. And he stood in line in a social distancing fashion. Because that's what we're doing right now. So he was six feet from the person in front of him. And he stood in the line and he stood in the line. He was probably like, I'm just going to make a guess. Fourth in line. Okay. He was in line for a good long while. And uh, when it was his turn, he went up to the teller and he slipped the teller a note and said, give me all your money. Um. And the teller did. And he actually got away with an undisclosed amount of cash. However, the cops did track him down and arrested him later that day because you know why? Because why? He'd been standing in line that whole time. So they had a good record of what he looked like. Oh, God. So because he was being polite. Like the most polite bank robber ever. Like goes in. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait in this line. I'm going to wait behind everybody until when it's my turn. Yeah. I will just kindly hand them this note that says, give so me all like, your money. Okay, well, let's just take a look at this guy for a while because he's been sitting there. Yep, exactly. So that's so they how they tracked him, him down. Exactly. That makes total sense. And again, yeah. one reason I could never be a bank robber. Oh, you'd knock be on fidgeting. Wood. You'd be standing looking very suspicious in line. I look suspicious even when I'm not robbing the You bank. know why? Because you're like me. I, I do this still. I am 40 three years of age and when i go to a liquor store i still am like afraid that i'm doing something wrong i'm like it is perfectly legal for me to be here i have identification that clearly states my birth date Mm -hmm. my address my first middle and last names and i still am like they're gonna catch me they're gonna catch me yeah it's ridiculous. I'm all yeah. I'm the person like if I'm in like I don't know some fancy shop and I'm walking through with like you know doodads everywhere. I'm keeping my hands like away so they don't keep think them where I can see them. So people don't think I'm pocketing things. <laughs> Which You're makes like, you wonder. Bradley's the one that's walking down the aisle doing jazz. Hands. Yeah. Well, now you, now you know why. <laughs> I'm not. You thought it's because I was gay. <laughs> it's because I'm terrified. They'll think I'm a thief, which begs the question, in what past life was I a thief? Because there is no need for you. Well, you do have a story. There was a time. Oh my God, what story? Oh, my gosh. You got pulled over by, not pulled over, you got pulled aside. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the by Targets. By loss prevention oh, yeah, officer. No. Okay, so, but this this goes, this predates that. Oh, okay. This predates the well, boy, time that, that they did stop too. me and they like, I'm not going to bore you with that sad story, but um, they did think that I stole something and I was, I literally, you stole your own cell phone. I stole my own cell phone yeah. and put um, it in a pocket, put it in my pocket and a very not nice person 
Never mind, I'm not telling that story anymore. <laughs> we don't need to well, re-litigate yeah, that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, I do have legitimate reason to be that way, but I feel like I've always been that my whole life, and I just wonder what that says about me. Yeah, well, you know. Um, I have another boring bank robber story. Oh, okay, Can good. I tell you tell about me it really a quickly? bank robber story. So this took place um, apparently in Maryland between 2012 and 2016. But we're throwing it way back. We're going way back. This guy robbed a bank. Okay. Multiple times. Mm. Many banks. Um, and then he like basically got off. Didn't oh, get caught. Well, wow, <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't you? Got all that money. What else are you going to do? He's not going to work. No. Um. So he was never caught for the crime. Thank you. <laughs> that is until last week. When he broke his four-year hiatus and robbed another bank. Mm. This time... The coppers got him in the act. Mm. He would have gotten away with it, too, if he wouldn't have tried to rob another bank four years later. And here's the other thing. He's 71 years old. Holy buckets. Yeah. So the 71-year-old dude robbed another bank. They caught him. And when they asked him, why'd you do it? Do you know why he said? Because um, he needed money. Things got real rough with the coronavirus. Oh. I'm out of work. I needed to get some more money. And he knew how to get it. Oh, man. It's come really to this. depressing story. It's come to this. Also, don't rob banks. Do we need to say that? No. Apparently, Apparently we, we do. do. <laughs> so we can't have nice things. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're taking a little break from the throwback live. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll come back. Don't you worry about it. But uh, we are instead going to talk about our boyfriend, Zach oh, Efron. Zach Efron. We have some good news. Is it good? Maybe. Okay. Apparently, he's got a new job, and we're going to decide whether or not we think that job is any good with a little red light, green light after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We're ramping up to 3 o'clock on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. And, okay, so uh, sometimes uh, old everything old is new again. And when that happens, uh, we do a little reboot or get the boot. Reboot or get the boot. Okay, this one involves our boyfriend. This one is so hot. Come on in, hottie. <laughs> I have to tell you about Zach Efron. Oh, I would love it if you would tell me about Zach of Efron. A certain persuasion. Um, so you may have heard the news by now that Zach Efron is slated to star in Disney Plus's remake, and by the way, this is happening, of Three Men and a Baby. Did we ask for this? No, but do we care? I mean, this is actually an actual role. This is not Zac Efron's hot ab workout. This is not Zac Efron stories and tabloids about him moving to Byron Bay in Australia. Which, by the way, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, go on. Oh yeah, no, No, side note. This morning I saw an article about Melissa McCarthy. She was going shopping with her daughter. Guess where they are? Byron Bay. That's apparently a real hot I spot. I told you it's like, well, yeah, it, it, it's like a, the Beverly Hills of of the, that coast that of Australia. Area. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's the Gold Coast. That's sure. That's also 
I don't know. Could be platinum. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, moral of story, yes. Um, I, what I'm saying is that this is a legit career thing for Zac Efron, um, which lately there hasn't been much. You'll True. remember most recently he was taken off his shirt for global warming, which I don't understand. It worked for me. I mean, I'm fine with the still photos, but, um, you know, the, the substance and for his career, maybe not so much. Did but, you ever watch that, by the way, that Netflix no. show? Okay. I've got better things to do. There's I don't a, know if there's you a do. pandemic. Again, like I said, watch it on mute. Yeah. You'll be satisfied. Um, Disney Plus, though, did announce that they're going to remake that 1987 classic, which we all loved uh, the first time it came out, at least if you were around in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, with Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson um, and that other person, Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Thank you. Um, and this was based, of course, on the, or there was a French movie, I believe, that this was all based on mm. um, back in the day, day. And then it was followed by a sequel called Three Men and a it Little Lady. It was called Trois Men and a Bébé. Okay, careful. Was it called Trois Men and a Baby? No, I mean called, like, that. Homme de Trois. <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. Trois Homme, un Bébé. Trois Homme, Okay, nobody, nobody wants to hear us. We didn't take French. Pretend that we speak French. We took Japanese. So he last, uh, Afron though, he last collaborated with Disney on something called the Disney Family Sing-Along in April, which by the way, I think we missed. Uh, no, pause, Ooh, wrong. Didn't... All of that is wrong. Not all of it. No. Oh. They did, the, this is no. the one oh, where he, oh, he oh, had internet oh. issues. So, thank you for saying that because here is the secret that's buried in this <gasps> story. So I'm reading this story about Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. He's going to be involved in the thing with the thing. Um, Efron collaborated. So then I'm reading along. He collaborated with the Disney. And then they talk about how Zac Efron apparently gave broke the news that he was going to be doing this movie. Movie. Yeah. And... Uh, was it at like a gender reveal party or something? Wait, where was this? I swear I didn't make this up. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Where's the Ryan Seacrest bit? I, I swear I read in this story. Here it is. Okay. Um, the star is hunkered down, but he doesn't want to miss out explaining that the actor didn't. Oh, no. Okay. I misread this. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. They're just telling the story about how he had internet connections with the Disney thing. Allegedly, which he didn't. Which he didn't. But then I thought that he spoke to Ryan Seacrest to talk about three men and a baby. No. And they had internet issues. And I was going to say, something. somebody needs to send the Geek Squad Out to, to Zac Efron's Bay. house because he's been having ridiculous internet issues. Something Turns tells out, me he's not going to have internet I issues I just misread this, the dumb it's thing. It's a jobby job. So, but... but in terms of his career, I feel like this is a good move for him because even if, I mean, who knows? If the movie's a flop, sure, you can say bad move. But what I'm saying is here's a legit Hollywood movie connected with Disney Plus. That's good for him career wise. Yeah. He needs to be with Disney. I want to be, I'm, I want to be curious. I will be curious to know who else is going to be in this show, movie. Um, because that will tell you a little bit more about the caliber. Because the reason that three men and a little baby, three men and a baby. It's called three men and a baby. Thanks. <laughs> Versus a big baby. Well. Oh, 
The reason why Three Men and a Baby was so popular really was because of the star power of the three men, right? So there, I mean, maybe not Steve Gutenberg as much as Ted Danson and and Tom Selleck. That was a big deal. So now we know Zac Efron, but who are the other two? If they're unknowns, it might not be such a great thing. So what I can tell you is that they're the search for director is underway. Um, I don't Who's see... playing the baby? That's the other thing I want to know. I would like to be the baby, especially if there's breastfeeding involved. I'm sorry. That oh, was... my gosh. <laughs> oh, that was a... That was, you know, it's... It's been a long day. It has. Um, I was trying to look through and see if they don't have... There's no word on that. I was actually looking through the original Hollywood Reporter story, but what I can tell you is... Um, the person behind the film is called Gordon Gray, and you would know him from The Rookie and this year's Ben Affleck starring movie, The Way Back. Mm-mm. So he's the producer, okay. uh, Gordon Gray. So it's like, you know, it's a legitimate film. But to your point, in terms of who else is in this film, I don't know. It, I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping I'm hoping that they cast it well, because I think that will be the tell. Zach Efron, he need, we, we need to offer him our support again. He just... He, it's not that he doesn't take good roles. It's just that, like, I don't know. Well, if sometimes there's, he takes not good Sometimes roles. he takes not good roles. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, Baywatch was a great role for us to watch him without his shirt off. Right. I was off, for that. Yeah, but, like, for his career, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that movie was... People didn't like that movie the way we did. We liked it because of the um the let's say wardrobe. But even we <laughs> were rolling our eyes. Like do you remember that scene in that movie when he's next to the human the corpse? Yeah, and it was a specific part of the corpse. Yeah, there was a thing. Yeah. It was prosthetic. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. We did. We we saw we saw what other people saw of that movie, but it was we were blinded by our love for Zac Efron. Yeah, exactly. Shirtless Zac Efron. Exactly. Also, I I would like to mention I don't know that there's going to be a lot of shirtless opportunities in Three Men and a Baby for Zac Efron. So he's going to have to rely on his acting. Oh, don't chops. put it past. Well, it's Disney Plus, but don't put it past them. It's possible. It's possible that like, you know, the baby spits up and he has to take his shirt off because the baby. Spit okay, up on I'm going to say something. Yeah, there is something super sexy about a guy interacting with a baby. Yeah. Because he's showing you those daddy. Yeah. Daddy feels. Yeah. Getting daddy feels. Okay, that let's maybe not say daddy feels. Let's not say those words. <laughs> yeah, but nope, totally I think there's creepy. something sexy about that, and uh, that will be that will be good for him. Uh, I I'm gonna st- I'm gonna hold on to my uh, I'm gonna hold on to my thoughts. I will not completely weigh in until I know. I mean, the rest that's of good casting. Otherwise, that would just be you know. And isn't there like a love interest, or there's a woman? Obviously, because the baby has to have a mommy, right? There's a mommy role I, I, in that. To be fair, I don't remember the actual plot of that I movie guess I don't really at either. all. I really don't either. And I, have, I think I watched it a lot when I was young. It's possible. I know. I think I had a thing for Steve Gutenberg. Because why? Do you know why, Bradley? Why? This is a test to see how well you know me. Wait, why what? Why did I have a thing for Steve Gutenberg on Three Men and a Baby? Oh, you have because he had skinny legs? No, because I'm always I always am a sucker for the one that seems to be attainable. Oh. I think I have a better chance. I think chance. Steve Gutenberg was hot. 
I don't. I, I felt like Tom Selleck and Ted Danson were the hotter of the two. I don't know. Ted Danson, I never have thought was was sexy. I think that yeah, he's he was just sort of like tall and mysterious. I think I would have taken Tom Selleck then. Like if I were to do my, You're, I if don't you know. had to rank your I, three men. That would be hard. Tom Selleck just because he's an icon, but then Steve Gutenberg and then Ted Danson. Really? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm fascinated by this. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, when, we're out of time. Um, weird. When we come back, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, Lori and Julia are coming up next right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you for hanging out with us today and everybody stay safe out there, all right? Mm, bye. bye. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.